0: In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network upgrade your health upgrade your finances healthy mind healthy body healthy soul what's up guys welcome back to the ascension show so glad to have you here today hope you're having a good day so far i've got my friend from twitter alex with me um I really loved have like reading your stuff and I'm super glad that you could join me on the show. So why don't you give everyone a quick introduction about yourself?
1: Yeah. So my name's Alex Cologne. I uh, started posting on Twitter in about January. I uh, just figured, you know, why not just document the journey of what I'm doing health-wise, money-wise, whatever it might be, just a <laughs> person like a personal little diary. Um, I started working out around the time I was 15, 16, and then I got super into it. Uh, around the time I was 17 and then I was doing that for a while decided that it was a good idea to go to the military so I ditched the whole college thing after high school and I was like I'm just gonna go to the military uh I love it but uh got out of there and now I'm on Twitter Instagram just posting working uh, as an insurance agent security guard as well and yeah that's where I am now
0: yeah awesome dude I think I think Twitter is really great because it's just such a great way to put your thoughts out there for other people to see in a different way than Instagram and TikTok and stuff. And I, we talked about this before, but it's just, it's it's a more sophisticated way to express that. And the people that you come across as well.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's just, there's more, there's more thinking to be done. You actually kind of got to work for work for it. Like you're reading a book instead of watching a movie or you're reading a book instead of playing a video game. It's kind of, right. you have to, analyze and really absorb the information, not just sit there and mindlessly take it in. That's yeah, exactly.
0: It was well, like Twitter <clears throat> is a bunch of like words and stuff. You're going to scroll and you're just going to read like like bodies of text. But in, in on Instagram, for instance, it's like a video or a, an image. That's the main portion of the content that you're consuming. So the nice thing about Twitter is that you really like getting down to the, the sophistication part with the language. And stuff and you can really have these awesome ideas and you can share these complex thoughts that you can't really get across as well on other platforms and that's why i think twitter is so great for information
1: yeah i think it's like the ultimate learning platform because you just get if you put yourself yeah. in the right space for example i know we're pretty big into the uh the like the esoteric health or whatever you want to call it holistic health and Shame. in there get threads that are like you can read them for like 20 minutes and they're they're detailing all these things that you know you don't got to go to school for pretty much you can just read a twitter thread and get what people have in four years so that's like the beauty of it is it's it's such a hack it's like an it's like having the entire like whatever space you want to work on, money, whatever, it's like having it at your fingertips. It's absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah. It's it's really insane. Like the sub communities within communities. Like, so like there is a health space and then all of a sudden we're like, and there's like red pill, holistic, esoteric (laughs) space where you're finding like the craziest stuff you couldn't find on a Google search. And that's why people think, like there's, there's like a negative connotation associated with Twitter because like, oh, you got that from Twitter. Oh, well, it's like, well, you can't find this information like anywhere else. And, you know, when you're having a group of people talk about it, like, you know, it's not just one person you hear it from. And there's like, you look into it, it's like, oh, all these people have these cool experiences with like, let's talk about like maybe exposing ourselves to the sun in a good way, right? People are talking about it in a very sophisticated way too on Twitter. Like, yeah, like the sun – it has all these benefits and stuff, but like you won't hear that from mainstream sources.
1: And it's and because they're actually providing scientific, not only scientific but anecdotal data as to how the sun or whatever they're doing is improving instead of like you know just like maybe a Healthline article where it's like, oh yeah, the sun, you know, it just causes cancer. It's just what it does. So here, use sunscreen because you have to. Yeah.
0: Like, there's no
1: and and if there is a study that is linked, there's probably a ninety percent chance that it's funded by a sunscreen company or someone that makes money off of people uh getting burnt so yeah
0: that's exactly the case man like everyone wants to refer like oh the studies look at the studies but you like half the time the studies are funded by the people that want to push that same agenda i was listening to this podcast about uh it's like a spotify podcast um I forgot the name, but it's like, it was science versus, so like they do science versus X. And this topic was science versus seed oils. I was like, oh, of course I'm going to listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) And like, they drew the conclusion that this one scientist lady that they had on who was talking bad about seed oils was crazy because all the other studies were showing that seed oils were actually fine for you and they were actually better for you than butter and other things with saturated fat because saturated fat is supposed to be bad for you, which
1: even though like saturated fat is like the building block of, you know, hair and skin. So it's, I, I feel like a lot of things can get misconstrued just because like, it's almost like they put on kind of like a, a, a performance, I guess. In, in like the podcast, the TV show, they make it be like super grandiose. They really try to bob down the people that are having the, what we know is right. What we know is like the right take, you know, and they're labeled as crazy. So now everybody else hops on the same bandwagon. So if you speak out, Oh, you know steed oils actually cause a ton of skin cancer and uh you know sunburns and all these all these issues but uh if there's more people that are saying that it's it doesn't do that then obviously they're just gonna
0: yeah they're gonna, you're gonna go to the, the crowd yeah and it's like well even if you try to explain like esoteric health stuff or even like something kind of out of the ordinary that like perhaps you'd find on twitter people will think that you're Uh, A little wacky because it's not mainstream but like there's so many people on twitter talking about this stuff um that like you know they have all this anecdotal evidence like you said before but it's so contrary to what we're used to because we always have to feel like we have to refer to the studies which kind of isn't doesn't make things irrelevant it just kind of shows like okay well you i like you know all these people that you know quote unquote have these experiences and they're sharing them and that's pretty valuable
1: yeah, I think having the anecdotal rather than any, because I mean, if you think about it, like think about the grand, the the stories that your grandfather told you, you're going to learn a lot right. more from that. Like you remember those, you see those and you take lessons from those, your parents or whoever it is, rather yeah. than all oh, the governments telling you this news article. Like, you're not going <laughs> to like like anything that comes from a personal kind of experience, like it's tangible to you and it's, and it's close to you. You're going to take a lot more from that. So I think that's why also surrounding yourself with all these accounts on Twitter that are really talking about these things is so huge rather than to the studies or, you know, maybe uh, just looking it up on Google. Cause that's obviously it's,
0: it's just going to tell you the the worst thing possible. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's because the algorithm, but I feel like also with Twitter, people are just genuine and authentic. Like people's personalities really do shine and like, if you're gonna reach out to a twitter bro like like i did with you man like uh you just reach out and say hey what's up bro like really like your content or like you just engage with each other's stuff and it's like well like you know this person's actually really cool he thinks like i do and there's a bunch of other people that think like we do and we're just like people that want to connect with people who think and share the same values
1: yeah and you can really tell that like we love it. Like you can, you can tell that when people write about it and they talk about it and their entire profile is like, what, whatever they're talking about health wise, they love it. Not like, you know, the prime minister of health who just got ended up in that position and now makes decisions that they don't know about. So you can really tell like, and especially like the authenticity is the biggest part in my opinion, because you can't, you can't replicate something like that. It's not something that's so easily replicated unless you use an ai and you make it super like spot on but other than that (laughs) yeah like you just can't get past that that very personable part because everybody's different i mean everybody is different on twitter too i mean you have people that are all in the same base but there's definitely people that you think of like you think about raw eggs oh i think about raw egg nationalist or yeah exactly son in your you're gonna you think oh so raw. like there's people that have their own very distinct things but all love the same area of things
0: right and it's like like even the smaller accounts like you can tell oh this is like this kind of dude's personality then it shows with his tweets and stuff um but there's a guy named matthew he's like this i forget his twitter handle but he's you follow him too yes Um, i know he and he has like
1: like the the spiritual kind of yeah it's
0: like yeah, and he, he likes to talk about the cigarettes too. He's like, yeah. he's like six. He's like, he says he's super tall and he's like pretty jacked. I think he goes to college in Arkansas, but I've I been mean like watching his stuff too. I, I love his stuff. I don't think, I, I don't know if he knows who I am, but like his account is like awesome. Yeah, um, that's like the just cool because, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the cool thing.
1: Yeah, everybody's so like, really, even though you don't know them or they don't know you, it's like you feel like you're you're close to them just because they know the same things that you do or you guys have like you kind of have that i wouldn't say relationship but in a sense right yeah you're reading their thoughts let me see if i can find this guy matthew
0: yeah it's like oh matthew oh yeah yeah yeah, i know him yeah super yeah yeah his tweets are hilarious yeah he's an awesome dude yeah i've known him forever wow well yeah that's funny man um yeah, man. And I think I think Twitter and like kind of just, you know, more social media, but like Twitter in specific is becoming this platform where you're like really putting out long form content for writing. Like we spoke about how people who did blogs back in the day, but now you can go straight to Twitter and post your thoughts like kind of how you do and grow a following just because of that, because people like your writing.
1: Yeah, like you don't even And what's crazy is it's not like You know, back in the day, you'd have to be very established as a as a person. Like, think of, you know, Frederick Nietzsche. Like, he was like, you know, this this genius from the age of like nine or ten. He already had this pre established kind of legacy set set out for him. But with Twitter, this guy can get on with never showing his face, no name, no actual personable information, and he can write and just don't like. I mean. Deja Rue, for example, like we really yeah. don't know anything about him personally, but the way that he writes and the way that he connects with his audience just makes him so uh, sought after. So it's like it, it's the soup. I think it's the easiest gateway into getting your thoughts out there and having other people want to actually keep getting them from you, like keep going, because with Instagram and you know, I wouldn't so much say Snapchat, but like Instagram and uh TikTok. Like, those are things that you've just got to post. You just post cool shit. You just post cool yeah, things. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm trying to do with that.
1: Yeah. You post cool things and you keep people in. And I think it's a great platform, right? Because it kind of keeps people locked in and they get this the visual stimu- stimulation, which is like all the rave now.
0: Right. <clears throat>
1: but Twitter is like, you just get you get these very articulate people that you'd never meet anywhere else. You don't know their name or anything, but they're so, you can just tell they're so smart about their fields of whatever. It's just, uh, yeah, I think it's the best platform hundred percent personally.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's definitely has like, is it, is it's, its advantages over Instagram in that regard, um, because you're just connecting straight to people's thought streams with your own thought streams. And like with Instagram and TikTok, what I'm trying to do is like post cool shit for people to like and interact with. And like, oh, Steven posted this cool video and stuff. And like, uh, one thing I noticed with the Instagram and TikTok is like people's attention spans just don't can't handle it like they're not they're <laughs> not sticking with the video past three seconds and i'm like guys come on it's 30 seconds long let's let's just stick with it here yeah. um and with twitter it's like you know i feel like you can really harness someone's you know interest a little longer because of that people are going there for the specific reason to read mm-hmm.
1: yes because they want that information rather than it kind of just like showing up i guess like with instagram and tiktok like people just want this People want this super high, stimulating, like transition cuts and fade ins, fade outs, and transition rolls, and all this stuff. Like they want the highlighted text and all this, and it's like they just can't keep their attention span for you know five seconds to yeah, watch a video no. about any anything at all. Even if they're interested in the topic, they can't do it. They just can't.
0: Yeah, no, it's more like you're swiping rather than consuming. You're just going from video from to video, yeah, rather than engaging
1: and i'm guilty oh. of it too some you oh, know me we, too. All, we all get a little bit of that like instagram doom scrolling thing like you know spend 20 minutes or something just scrolling but yeah but that's whole that's some people's entire lives
0: some people the majority of people's phone
1: usage is that i just can't imagine like it, i i'd rather do anything else because i know <laughs> yeah. after the end of that 20 minutes i'm just going to be miserable like i just wasted so much time you know even like watching a okay I'm guilty of watching like YouTube, like long YouTube documentaries and stuff about like, you know, random historical things. i like to think that's helping me in some regard, like beneficial. I would say so. Yeah. But it's still like, I get to the end. I'm like, damn, I could have like been reading a book or I could have been like, you know, working a bit more, whatever it is. Um, But I think sometimes, it, and like we said before, it's all about that input, like having that good input. If you spend, an hour reading, it's going to do way more for you than spending an hour scrolling on TikTok watching pogs shake their rear.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's the ROI is just not worth it if you're going to sit and scroll. Um, there's, like you said, there's so many better things that you can spend with your time. Um, but like our attention spans and our reward systems have just been hijacked by this technology. Um, and like these. These uh, these companies know that, and that's what they yeah. are doing too. Like it's it's not like uh, they're not making money off of you. It's it's an attention thing. They want your attention. They want your eyes on the content. They want your eyes and your mind fixated on that. Uh, like the even within one video, the clips in that video are like half of a second, a quarter of a second long that they're putting together to like keep you engaged um because they want your attention if your attention's harnessed onto that then you're not focused on anything else you're going to be trapped and, yeah it's it's like you're put under a trance like have you ever like tried to engage in a conversation with someone while they're mid scroll
1: and they're like yeah uh-huh
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, I'm like, all right, dude. I'm gonna stop talking. All right.
1: Yeah, just like, just stop talking, like, dude. You're so, you're so screwed up. You're crap. Yeah,
0: you're, you're lost <laughs> in it right now, man. I'll come back later. I um, think,
1: uh, I think, Loge Fitz said it best. I can't remember what video, but he said, like, we, we live in like the attention economy.
0: Yes, I saw we that in, actually. We
1: live in like everything. It doesn't matter. Like your biggest advantage is capturing the most attention possible. Yes, that's gonna. I mean. D- Business wise, yeah, that's gonna lead you down, you know, mo- the most amount of money that you can make if people are always on your stuff. But it's also just like you've all- you've also got to be aware of where you're putting your attention to, since it's an attention economy. You can't put it towards things that are just not doing anything for you, like porn or just eating mindlessly, or you know, just all these evil things that we all know and despise.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I think that's important too. like um, where you're putting your attention and then like how you can use the attention that's placed onto you for ben- your own benefit and how you can like optimize that, um, especially in the content game, because like, you know, that like capture the most attention possible is like really powerful because there's so um, there's more supply than there is demand. So you have to kind of like put yourself in the spot where like the people who are watching you want to watch you. Um, And I I think that comes like with being an authentic person and also being creative um, and expressing your uniqueness like your your way of doing it's through Twitter and stuff, and you have your own personality that shines through which attracts other people, and I think that is reflective within everyone else they just have to find like what exactly is going to be their little portion to contribute.
1: Yeah, I think it's finding like a little it's finding like a little niche that you like the people in and then putting your own little spin or twist on whatever you're doing. Like for me, when I first got into Twitter, I, you know, I was in the health stuff. But my thing was like I was a cigarette <laughs> maniac. Like I was posting <laughs> all these like cigarette reviews. And dude, like I, at the time they were like they were blowing up, like popping off. I'm like, OK, I think something's going on here. So then. You just keep modifying things and you keep like you, you branch out a little bit. Maybe you talk about uh, maybe you just talk about diet stuff or maybe you talk about different philosophers, repeat stuff like you start just branching off and people start to like it because they like you. They like it for you. But since you put that little spin on it, they like it even more just because it's information they're being told in the way they want to hear it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I think one of the things, the first things I noticed about you was the cigarette stuff. Like, yeah, like oh, this dude's like likes his cigarettes, man, um, <laughs> which is cool, which is fine. It's cool. It's better than hitting your little binky vape. I know your little your little battery cartridge. So <laughs> a little give you a little... I know. Yeah, I was you're talking... talking about battery acid. I know. I was talking with my friend. And like I were kind of repeated what Sol I said. I was like, how are you, as a man, gonna hit your little elfy wealthy three thousand bar? <laughs> and then she was like, It's even worse if it's like a neon pink color. Like oh yeah. 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 It's
1: literally a binky. Yeah.
0: It's it's so funny. Yeah, um, I'm not too
1: big on the vapes. I don't know. I, I I definitely had my experimentation like when I was younger.
0: Oh yeah. When I first started
1: like getting big in schools and stuff. But after that, I was like, no, I'm I'm just Don.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. really glad that I stopped with that because it's just like you know. If you ever have you ever asked someone for their vape and they like, hey broke your vape and then you just oh, see them take this long, huge. Hit oh yeah. And like oh fuck, the it's river. gonna be taken away from me. <laughs> um, yeah. Absolute
1: classic. Hitting the blinker.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's 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 funny, man. Um, and it's it's there's something freeing about like not partaking in that, like you know if you're like one of the only ones in the group or the only one that's not hitting the vape or like um for me it also was smoking weed like being able to quit weed and say no is a lot was a lot like it it was like a weight lifted off like oh i'm not like a slave to this anymore
1: yeah because it keeps you i mean you're free basically you're not letting any substance tie you down and that's that's why you have to be really particular about what you're using like even nicotine like nicotine can hook you like like that and the same thing i was in the same spot as you with weed and once you come off of it you you hit like this this consciousness that you haven't felt in forever and it feels like oh like i'm free and i don't ever want to go back to it because it just makes me feel worse in the end
0: anyway yeah it's uh because it's like in the moment you're like oh yeah yeah but you do it and then like for me at least i would do it and just get like immediate i would immediately regret it oh why the fuck did i do this like i do not want to be like high right now like why did i do that yeah and there's just something about like in your brain like 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 you're kind of programmed in a way to just want to smoke or to you know hit the vape or drink with your friends Mm
1: -hmm. and the thing about addiction that i noticed especially like when i was when i was really into cigarettes like i was going through like 10 12 cigarettes a day and that was like my peak i realized it's not like so much smoking itself it's like the habitual routine of the day
0: Mm. so i noticed
1: whenever that i got in the car whenever whenever i got my car regardless of when it was before the gym after the gym i would smoke a cigarette whenever i woke up i would smoke a cigarette so what did i do i put in these little habit changers these little uh I like to call them like, uh like habit breakups or pattern, pattern breakups. And you just switch out. You just switch things out during your day. Like I'm just like, I just won't put them in my car if I know I'm going to smoke them every time I get in my car. And I, I don't think it's like that for everybody, but I think for a lot of people, they really, that are routined, like the nine to five, the nine to five crowd. Like they, they have this set routine that they don't break every single day and <laughs> they just get they get locked inside of it and they 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 can't get out of that
0: yeah um have you read atomic habits
1: i have not but it's been on my list for like five wow. or six years <laughs>
0: that well that what you saying that makes me like oh yeah bet he read that book but like you know you're you didn't read the book and you had that idea like what what he says in that book if you like want to break a bad habit or even if you're building a good habit it's like talking about the friction in between you and the habit so like if you're trying to build a good habit, you want to alleviate the friction, um, with that action. And if you're trying to break the habit, then you need to put more friction. So like, what with what yours is is like making a pain in the ass to smoke cigarettes. It's like yeah. oh, like I left the cigarettes at home. I can't smoke them now. Yeah. Um. And so like that that concept is really huge, and that helps has helped me like, um, with my stuff. Like, uh, I feel like with me, like I quit coffee for a month, and I like or caffeine in general for a month but i just went cold turkey um and i didn't really think about it um but like what i did instead was i got like little carbonated waters that were like flavored um, and i use that instead because i love i love that stuff man so like yes. i just made a nice substitute and so anytime i had a coffee craving with like my breakfast or there i'd get one of those but like, it's still satisfying
1: yeah i think like going cold turkey like that and putting in a substitute is the best is the best way to do it because again it's like it's having that that act of that habitual thing you can substitute it with a a sparkling water or whatever and be like oh it's close enough so you know i'm kind of satiated
0: yeah there's like the, yeah the satisfactory nature behind it but i noticed with i noticed with the vaping and like even the cigarettes and and something about like just smoking the jay too like the habitual action and the oral fixation oh your, yeah. the, the action itself that's the satisfactory yeah. nature it's like like oh like yes I'm putting smoke in my lungs no you're thinking about like taking the hit of like the yeah. cigarette you feel like a fucking badass
1: yeah you f- you're yeah that's yeah I definitely understand that a yeah lot. like you smoke, <laughs> like, it, it's definitely like smoking it, the the fixation for me now is like I don't I only have like one a day if that like I yeah I, one a days is- I really just forget most days and then like I'll just be like oh I'll just have one but it's like taking that hit and then like thinking you're like you know, Thomas Shelby from like Peaky Blinders, or like you're some badass, like detective character yeah. like, walking through. Like that's that's the whole appeal too, because cigarettes are so uh they've been so like aesthetic, I guess, over the past, you know, 70 years, especially like the vintage ads and them like yeah and movies and stuff. And I, I actually just wrote an article about this uh for a magazine, but it's like how like cigarettes are so tied to the media and how they really they make you want to smoke so bad that you can't yeah. not smoke because it's so cool. So yeah, I, that's yeah. I, I just I love that topic. I just love I love cigarettes, but I don't recommend people get into them because it's definitely a slippery slope if yeah. you're
0: not controlled with it. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with you on that. Like uh the aesthetic nature and the slippery slope. Um, I was abroad in Argentina for a while. And something that I noticed was like all the beautiful people smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. like beautiful girls, beautiful men, just like beautiful people smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy because this is not like normal in the United States. Like most of the people who smoke vapes nowadays, especially people like our age. Right. But like the it's cigarettes over there. And like that's when I kind of like really like got my own stuff. And I was like, OK, I'm, I'm going to get on this cigarette way because it like, yeah. I'm like, oh, OK. These pretty people are doing it, too. And like, it's something that like, you know, you feel like, like you feel like the man, like I feel like for men though, it's like really like a masculine thing to do, especially now. Cause they have like the vapes or the cigarettes. And if you're going to do the cigarettes, you're a fucking man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, it's created this divide, this divisive nature where like you're, you're either the cigarette smoker or you're, or you're the vapor. And it's like, every time you see like people in other countries, for example, like in the past, it's like, they all smoked cigarettes yet they're so you know skinny or or beautiful yes. or whatever like especially in, in like the European countries and it, and it really brings to light light like are cigarettes really the demonic thing that they've been put out to be in a sense they can be but at the same time it's like there's other factors at play here
0: yeah it's a it's a really tough one to kind of ponder because well, yeah, you are inhaling smoke into your lungs. But at the same time, when you go into a different country, so like mine was Argentina, I was there. And like the one thing I noticed, I was like, OK, so I see a lot of people smoking cigarettes and everyone's really good looking here. And I don't see like a single fat person. I'm telling you, I was there for like two weeks before I saw a fat person and they weren't even as fat as the people you would see at Walmart that you like go to. That is cr- like
1: it, it's it's actually crazy just how much the like the living conditions are different, just the health standards and any other country in the world, any single country than the United States. It is like it is mind-boggling. Next to maybe like yeah. China. I don't know, China. Yeah. So bad. well
0: so some of like the other Western countries too, like maybe maybe the UK could fall into this category, but like a lot of countries with different cultures than us, um, have have this kind of like standard of health and standard of living that's just like for some reason a little bit better uh like something i noticed is like like one of the types of foods you can get in argentina is like you can get this whole like breakfast platter and like it's served to you like little pieces of like eggs and toast and like sausage and stuff and one of the things is like you get a piece of cake with your with your breakfast i'm like yo this is crazy i get this huge piece of cake with my breakfast and i'm like yo like bre- like having this is normal down here and it's like okay and like no one's fucking fat yeah <laughs> like, i'm like is what yo, they this do it's crazy like, like they, this- they just have like sweets and treats for breakfast but like i don't see a fat person in here No,
1: they don't get fat they don't because it's, it's just crazy
0: like, i don't understand i
1: i don't really know exactly what i think there's too many things like
0: there's maybe, a lot of factors,
1: like maybe like temper or temperature, or like you know how much movement they're getting throughout the day, the ingredients of the foods, the you know how the foods are made, just all these separate things. But it is it is crazy when you look at any other kind. Even dude, even when I went to I went over to Canada for a little bit, like a bit northern, and I it it was so much different than the United States, like so much different.
0: Yeah, it's it's really mind boggling and it's nice it's nice to experience because you're like, Oh, okay, thank God like not everyone's fat, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank God I don't have to see more fat people. Oh I man. know. It's like I went to these botanical gardens with my, my family and it's like, you know, you it's like a walking experience. And then like all of a sudden like you're just about to get rammed by a fucking trolley because it's carrying like all the fat people, like you know doing the car tour instead of like walking around the garden I'm like yo oh, like come on yeah it's not and that it, far of a walk and
1: it's sad. like I get I won't go into Walmart anymore just because it's like yeah well okay sometimes go to Walmart because they have like this tuna that's like 250 <laughs> like, delicious and and like pretty organic but like when I do go there like it's it's just like sad I think going it is into- sad. Going into a Walmart is like the easiest way to get like a good view on how most of America is like people like the obese 40 year olds pushing their obese 12 year old in a cart because the kid doesn't want to walk like this. is Like I just don't. It's just crazy to me that this is like how normal it is to be absolutely like obese and unhealthy.
0: Yeah, completely out of touch with your health. Like it's it's fucking weird to be the health guy like like, that's how I'm known amongst my peers. Yeah. It's like the healthy guy. <laughs> oh, you eat healthy, bro. Like, like yeah. yeah. So uh, like healthy food, like healthy food is normal food. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. And it, it's so like, I was trying to explain this to uh, my mom, my mom. And it's like, she's like, oh, why are you eating like raw eggs? Like, why are you drinking them? You're gonna get salmonella. And I'm like, people have been doing this for like longer than you can even fathom. And and yeah. the stuff you eat every day now has just been invented less than a hundred years ago. So I, know. I don't know i don't know what to tell you mom but I think, <laughs> I think it's just right to live naturally live whole you know organic foods like that because we still don't know like even sure. now less than 100 years since like the the invention of seed oils basically we're we're, we're just now finding uh like the the actual negative effects of them and it's only been less than 100 years like yeah imagine generationally how this is going to
0: affect people 100 years from now even 50 yeah. years from now like oh it's yeah gonna- man it's like all the process shit that they decided to go ahead and make and it's like well i mean you're f- really making a big fucking mistake because you're yeah. putting like motor oil in foods with fake fucking ingredients like of course we're fucking sick and fat and unhappy we have like a, you know a lot of health problems
1: yeah and they're like oh you're unhealthy you're you're unhappy here have like five drugs prescriptions and then here you go you'll be better in like a month and then they want to they want to kill themselves in like two weeks time and it's like oh i wonder what's not working and it's like well you're not you're not eating food that is actually food like can you tell me what an oreo is like tell me one thing can you tell me what an oreo is no you can tell me what an apple
0: is yeah like that's the way i think of it too Yeah. The smaller list of ingredients, the better. (laughs) That's what I say.
1: Yeah. It's like, if you can name a food, like, you know, what chicken is, but do you know what an iced honey bun is? Like what? Like like, like, (laughs) you have no idea what that is. Like single name ingredient uh, foods
0: are like the, you know, the best thing in the world. Yeah, I know. It's, it's actually crazy. And like, that's why I like shopping at like, uh, like food co-ops or Whole Foods is cool too. Or Trader Joe's maybe Mm -hmm. because Number one, you go and you read the ingredients, and you're like, okay, I can actually pronounce this shit. And number two, pretty much all like the brands in like normal grocery stores, like Walmart, Kroger, whatever, they're although they're different brands and different companies, the same you know single corporations own all of these brands and stuff. So like the same corporation that owns the Tide Pods is probably the same corporation that owns the Cheez Its. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. It's like you're supporting this with your dollar. So when you're going out of your way to buy the stuff like from the smaller companies that also have good ingredients, you're voting with your dollar and your attention that you're not agreeing with what they're putting in the foods and also the fucking corporation system that they have with the big stores.
1: Yeah, you at the end of the day, you're still going to feed into that giant monopoly conglomerate, whatever it is. And, and the thing too with like buying organic stuff in like normal stores is that half the time they're not, really organic and if they are yeah. organic they're you know full of soy or like plant-based things that are just like you know phytoestrogens and all that fun stuff but like half the organic stuff isn't organic and they they and now apparent like uh, I was reading up on the uh the processed meat thing that has like come to light in the past like month or so and now they they don't have to tell you in the meats and stores if it's processed meat or not like bio uh-huh. lab meat they don't have to tell you at all. They could that's just be, fucked, like, be labeled normally, but I do still think the organic label is held up by that. Like, I think if it is, if it says organic, then it, it is organic. I think okay, they have. To
0: yeah. It comes from that. a living fucking cow. Yeah. But if it um, doesn't say
1: organic, then you're you no. Know.
0: Yeah. I don't trust it, dude. That's um. so, yeah, that's fucked, man. Um, because the USDA organic standard is so low and you have to pay to like have that label on your food. So if you go to like a food co-op or like a farmer's market and it doesn't have the USDA organic label, it's just because the the farmer that like is 30 minutes down the road from you didn't want to have to pay the extra money to have the USDA stamp because, you know, it's why would you pay the fucking government Mm -hmm. for that shit? And the standards are so low anyways.
1: Yeah, that's why I think like you said, like co-ops or like farmer's markets or even like I buy my food straight up from a farm. Like I go to my farm down 20 minutes away and get my milk from there and stuff. And I think that's the best way to do it It mitigates all the negative things that could be in the food because like i'll eat i'll go to my farm and i'll eat raw meat because i know you know i know how this is made i've watched it be made so i know you're looking at
0: the cow that's going to be killed yeah
1: like i'm looking straight at it i like i know exactly what's going to happen it's not like there's this huge processing transition period between where i have no clue what's going on so i'd net yeah yeah i'd never eat raw meat like that and that's why do people do get sick eating it but if you eat if you eat you know, these organic things from a farm or from a really trusted organic source, you're not you're not going to get sick. You're not going to get salmonella. You're not going to get all these things.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a way of like removing the middleman. And that's what they want. They want to like interject themselves into your life like that. And so you just have to refuse that and find a way to like go directly to the source. And there's so much benefits that come from that. Like, okay, it's not even that much more expensive. And some of the times it's not, it's cheaper. Like if Mine you're doing like- yeah it's sometimes it's cheaper and a lot of people complain oh it's just so expensive that's such like a limiting belief and like people just wanting to stay stationary and not like go out of their comfort zone to try something new like yeah. like i walk around the farmer's market and i'm like oh that's cool that's the same prices in the store oh that's cool that's fucking cheaper oh, yeah that, like, are you kidding? It's just insane. Like it's it's like the same price. It's like what like sometimes like I notice it's like a dollar or two more for like a, a pound of meat. Like so what? Like so what? It's yeah. so it's so much more worth it.
1: Yeah, you'd pay for quality. like people. What I don't get is people would pay for people would go out of their way to buy you know a Nike a Nike outfit or like this very expensive designer thing, but they can't pay an extra dollar for quality meat. Like it's like you're you're basically saying that you don't care about quality, you just care about brand names at the end of the day anyway and like i'd rather pay for quality than anything i will go that's why like i don't care how big my food expenses because i know what i'm paying for is quality exactly dude like i just don't i don't care like my health is above all because when i'm not healthy i can't do anything i sit in my bed and i doom scroll and watch youtube (laughs) and do nothing when i'm unhealthy so that's why you have to keep your health on top of anything
0: yeah and i i have no regrets either like you know i feel so good about spending like mon- good amounts of money on my health like by making sure i'm buying the the necessary the quality stuff because you get what you pay for it. and pay yeah. now or pay later because if you're not prioritizing your health you're gonna you're gonna buy the honey buns you're gonna buy the donuts whatever like you're gonna pay for that later because you're just you know you're gonna be you're gonna end up with a disease because you're putting fake food in your body medications and yeah and so you're gonna have to deal with all this shit when you're older um and it's just you know it's just a lifestyle that i would totally like you know this type of lifestyle is something that i embrace completely because it just feels so much better
1: yeah i don't know about you but like after i get done buying like milk and meat and honey and stuff like dude i get so excited because i'm like i'm excited bro (laughs) yeah like i'm ready to like devour all this because i know it's actually going to help me like when i go you know there's sometimes you got to stop at like at least for me, when I was traveling a lot, when I was in the car a lot, you know, I'd have to eat at McDonald's or whatever. I'd have to stop at like a gas station, get some crap protein bar. That's, you know, 400 ingredients long. And like, you just feel so bad about it. Like at the end, like I'd rather just fast, not eat at all than eat that. Cause you know, not eating at all is going to be better for you anyway.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I've been in that situation before where you have to compromise because like there, you just have no other choice. Yeah. Um, and it, it just doesn't feel good. And I feel so much better, you know, eating the way, I, like, I think everyone should eat. And, you know, it's really nice, too. And also the community aspect behind it. Like, you're supporting a small business and stuff. And if you go into food co-ops or if you're going to the farm, like, that's great. And, like, those people are going to look out for you and stuff. so
1: Yeah, and you get close with them, too. You build, like, another relationship. And, you know, you know, you got, I feel like you should get close to people that you you, you know, you buy things from that service you. I feel like being close to them, like... If you have like a coffee shop you go to, I feel like it's important to, you know, get to know the barista there, or you get to you get to know the manager there or, you know, yep. things like that. I think it's Yeah, super- I've been
0: doing that too. It's it's important, dude. It's
1: a cheat code too cuz they It just, is a cheat code. They, they know everything. Sometimes you get it on the house and stuff. Like it's, you know, you get to hang out with them.
0: It's just you know, I I
1: love building relationships with people that actually do something for me.
0: Yeah. And it's a it's a mutual thing because it's like, okay, well you like you're fucking cool and you like you know, give me all these benefits sometimes on the house, like I'm gonna tip you well. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like this it's like this it's reciprocated. Like I've been going to this coffee shop at the beach and they told me about this cool parking spot where you can get free parking at the beach and I'm like, I'll say less. Like and you know it's like <laughs> a it's like a reciprocation thing. Like I'm gonna make sure the value is reciprocated. Yeah.
1: Take care of your brothers when they take care of you. That's just how exactly how it should be. Just
0: have a Have a goddamn brotherhood. That's what I like. Yes. Amazing, man. Yeah. Cool. Well, as we wrap up here, man, I always ask the guests on the show the same question. And this question is, if you have one message to share with the whole world, pretend everyone's listening, what are you going to tell everyone? One
1: message I have for the entire world is
0: stay. It's
1: cliche, but stay true to yourself. Never come off of your values for any other reason because your values are just going to diminish and you're going to feel like your soul has been sucked so stand by whatever you believe in do not fall into the hive mind of of the news of online of people around you who tell you things that tell you all what you're doing is impossible like stay true to what you're doing and never come off of it because you'll just feel you'll feel unfulfilled by the end of your life Dude, that's beautiful, man. You knew that right away. Some people take a minute, but that was good. I, it's, I, it's just the most important thing to me. I think values are the most important thing about upon anything, your principles, your values.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times people are led to believe that like they need to search for external things to like have confirmation in themselves. But the only confirmation you need is yourself. And that's been something that I've learned and it's been tremendously valuable to me. It's the most important tool I think we have at our disposal as humans that can think <laughs> Yeah, man, it's so important. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time and having this awesome conversation with me, dude. It sure sure was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, all the listeners, if you got this far, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed it and have a good rest of your day. Peace, everybody.